Well, good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. There's a lot of good conversation going on right now, and I hate to interrupt that, but we have uh, some great things planned this morning, and so we need to begin our service today, and we are so glad that you are here. Let me just say that the flowers today were from the yard of Debbie Bridges, and they are very beautiful, and we thank her for allowing us to enjoy them as well. This morning, uh, we welcome uh, one of Boiling Springs' own former ministers, and many of you know her well, but Bonnie Dowdy, Reverend Bonnie Dowdy, and we welcome her this morning to to bring the morning message, and so we look forward to that. As we now prepare our hearts for worship, allow me to do so with um, this morning's call to worship. God, on this day we gather to sing, to pray, read, and hear a message from you. We remember the past and we look to the future. Help us to come before you today with open hearts. You have been our help in ages past, and you are our hope for years to come. Help us as we pursue the path that leads to spiritual maturity. Open our eyes that we may see you and reflect your love to others more clearly. And in this time of worship, song, and prayer, may we be reminded that we are called to be your people. May we catch a vision of how you desire to advance your kingdom. And so this morning, we echo the prayers of old and we join them with the new prayers of today. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And may this kingdom be evident within you and me. Amen. Our hymn of praise this morning is hymn number 477. We are called to be God's people, 477. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
invite the, there she comes, I saw her coming down the aisle. I invite the children to come forward for lesson on the steps. Hello, Georgia. All right, everybody have a seat. So we, you do? Okay, well let me sit and find her chair, okay? You want that one? Well, you have to wait just to, okay. Give me Salem just a minute, okay? All right, Piper, can you, George, you want to sit down, babe? Yeah. Okay. It's hot in here. Is it hot? Hmm. Did you run down the aisle there so it got real hot? I'm green. It got hot in there. It got hot, all right, now. I have something for you today. How many of you have ever held something up to the light? and seen all kinds of colors and shapes. Have you ever done that? All right, this is a kaleidoscope. And if you put it up to your eyes and you turn it round and round and round, all these colors change shapes. But you know, sometimes in our day, we need something that's gonna hold us steady and not change. Ever felt like you're you're just so busy you didn't know what to do? I bet mama does. When she's chasing all three of y'all, sometimes I bet she wishes everybody just stand still. Oh, you want to, well, we're going to in just a minute. I want to read something to you out of the Bible. Let me look. Okay. It says, Jesus is the same yesterday the same today, and he will be the same tomorrow. He never changes. He always holds us tight. He always gives us lots of hugs and loves and listens to us when we need him so bad. So when we look in our little kaleidoscope and we see all these little changes and colors and shapes, that's okay with our day. We can have a bad day, can't we, Liza? But who's going to be making sure we're being taken care of? No, Jesus is. That's right. Jesus is always going to make sure that we're being taken care of. And it doesn't matter how many times our life turns upside down. He is always there for us. Always, always. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you are our steadfast that you keep us strong and we know that you're always there, that you are our standing still rock, that no matter what happens during our day, no matter how many times it turns upside down, we always know that we can come back to you and you will be steady and strong and we will be fine. Lord, we thank you for our families, for this church, for this energy that we have as children. It is through you that we say thank you. Amen. Thank you, Ellen. Let me draw your attention once again to your bulletin. And um, well, you can read this later, but just wanted to mention as we move toward our 50th anniversary celebration on September 8th, as I've said, there are several ways we're commemorating this year. One of the ways uh, in a building that is 50 years old, you can imagine there are some things that need to be repaired. 
And so we are uh, raising funds for windows and uh, asking you, many of you have already given, but we continue to ask for that. And we have now raised over $21,300 to go towards uh, the needed cost for those. But just want to keep that before you. And we are seeking to have that by our, our September the 8th um, day of celebration. And so and we just encourage you to pray and to give as you are led. Also, on a table down front, in front of the window that you see down here, um, there is a table that has some information about Guatemala. In just a little over two weeks, a team will be leaving to go to Shayla, Guatemala to work in partnership with the North Carolina Baptist Children's Homes and Baptist on Mission of North Carolina in an orphanage. A group went there last year and on the table there are names and manila folders with each name, 10 names of uh, different individuals who are going to Guatemala. If you would choose to be a prayer partner for one of the Guatemala team members, you can sign up under their name on the clipboard and then reach in their manila folder and take out a little slip of paper that has been written just for you as their prayer partner. And it will tell you uh, how they would ask or they, you know, how they would ask you, encourage you to pray for them while they are away. We have two, three that have not been on an international mission trip. And so I'm excited to just see their faces throughout this trip and, and uh, for us to, to share this time together. But please be in prayer for us as a team. But if you would like to pray for an individual, please see that table uh, following the service and sign up there on the clipboard and, and take one of those uh, slips of paper. Also today, each Sunday when we gather, there are those who are struggling with physical illnesses, uh, with recovering from surgeries, and those are waiting and, and waiting to hear about a surgery date or uh, upcoming possible surgery. And so uh, let's be mindful of all those. Uh, those are too numerous, unfortunately, to, to list this morning, but be mindful of those and um, lift them up to the Lord in prayer. Let's go to him now in prayer. God, we thank you so much for this special day. It is a busy day in the life of our church, but Father, we pray amidst the activity and amidst all the, the different opportunities for growth and worship today, Lord, that you would by no means be lost amid the activity, but Father, you would be the reason and you would be the center of all the activity that takes place here this day. We do ask for your blessings on our service this morning. We pray that all attention, both our, our mind and our hearts, our spirits would be fixed upon you, Lord. We each come having uh, different needs this morning, different things that are going on within our lives. And we pray, Lord, that you would meet each one at the point of their need, that, Lord, you would speak to us in ways that we need to be spoken to, some that need encouragement. Lord, may they find that today. Those that are looking for forgiveness, may they be reminded of the simple gospel story that you came for sinners. Lord, we do pray for all those who are sick, those who are dealing with decisions in the coming week. Grant them wisdom and knowledge to make one that would be pleasing to you. Lord, we do thank you for our youth and we do pray for them at this hour. I've heard and just recently seen that they have arrived in Atlanta and we do continue to pray for their travels as they make their way to Florida tomorrow and for safety this evening. Bless them, encourage them, and Lord, challenge them uh, that they may pursue and, and move towards spiritual growth as they um, navigate these teenage years. We do pray for our Guatemala team as they, and as we begin our final preparations for this special week, we pray that you would bless the team with traveling mercies, that you would give us opportunities, both when we leave this place and as we go to Charlotte and as we go to, to Dallas and then on to Guatemala, that you would give us opportunities as we travel to speak and to share your love with others. But Lord, bless us that week as well and give us many opportunities to show that and to communicate that on this trip. 
Lord, we thank you for our church family. We thank you for what this church has meant to so many over the years. I know there are some here this morning uh, that are from out of state and from far away, Lord, that uh, this church has meant so much to their family and this community as well. And so, Lord, uh, bless us as we seek to move forward, as we reflect on our past, help us to celebrate that, help us to draw strength from that. But Lord, help us to seek your face diligently about your vision for our future. Lord, take a diverse body of believers and unite us and move us together in unity as we seek to be the people that you've called us to be. God, we love you. Bless Bonnie as she shares this morning from your word and the message that you have laid on her heart. God, speak to us again in ways that we need to be spoken to. We commit this service to you now in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, amen. Our hymn is hymn number 649, Christ, You Call Us All to Service. For those of you who read music, we're not going to do the tune that's written with the words, but it's a tune you know, and that's why we're singing a tune you know to new words, because the words say so much. So if you would, if you're able, please stand and join in singing hymn number to invite you all to our uh, ice cream parlor tonight and it will be located in the gym. We're going to have games, trivia, a cakewalk and bingo and it's something I don't think you want to miss. We'll have homemade ice cream, cobblers and we're going to have uh, ice cream floats. So come and join us. Now let's bow for prayer please. 
Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to have the opportunity to worship in your house. As we prepare to celebrate 50 years in this church building, we also remember the ones who have passed before us that have left loving memories and impacted our lives in many ways. We are thankful for the time to come together to worship you, our Lord and Savior, a time together as a church family in fellowship and a time of renewal. Be with the sick, Lord. You know the many needs that we have and be with those with broken hearts that grieve. Thank you for the many blessings you provide for us each new day. Fill us with your spirit that we may feel the urgency to reach out to others and share your word. Bless the offerings we are about to receive and help us to freely give. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.
Thank you, Samantha. And may we all be found faithful as we remember today and as we reignite. Turn with me in your Bibles to the 13th chapter of Hebrews. We'll be looking at verses 7 and 8, Hebrews 13, verses 7 and 8. It says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Or as Eugene Peterson said in the paraphrase, the message, appreciate the leaders who gave you the word of God. Take a good look at the way they live and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. There should be a consistency that runs through us all for Jesus doesn't change today, tomorrow, yesterday, today, tomorrow. He's always totally himself. On the 15th day of September, in 1847, a group of Baptists felt the need to cross the Broad River because I think the ladies got tired of getting their skirts wet as they forged the river, came across the river. They had to wait when the tide was down and the river was low. But they came in to begin a church here in Boiling Springs, known as Boiling Springs Baptist Church. This group had a big dream. Their big dream turned into who we are today, 172 years later. But unless you have a dream, you can't have a dream come true. As we prepare for Founders Day on September the 8th and celebrate being in this building and in the education build, building for 50 years, the Founders Day Committee came up with a theme of looking back and moving forward, reflecting on the 50 years that we've been in this facility. Many of you participated. If you participated in that walk in 1969, raise your hand. I know some of you looked a little bit different back then than you do today and everything. But many of you walked down Main Street from the campus of Garden-Webb University where the church was at that time. Remembering the past 50 years, our minds think about ministries, about people, about programs and events that shaped who we are today as Boiling Springs Baptist Church. The walk of faith to this facility was in October of 1969 and it was a big step for this church the vision to move to these 37 acres was planned and planted in the leaders who saw the need to move from the campus down on Gardner-Webb to this facility. We can look back to the good old days and you can look back and think of the 50 years ago when you did move down here, of the past 50 years, but we can also look forward to the good new days of what the Lord has in store for the future of Boiling Springs Baptist Church.
Our mission statement here at the church, and if you want to test me on this, walk in the workroom beside Heidi and Betsy's office, and it's on the wall, and it states, Boiling Springs Baptist Church exists as a congregation of Christian believers bound by the common call to share God's love and message of salvation with this community and around the world. In responding to this call, our church will seek to disciple all of its believers and provide in a warm spirit of fellowship, learning, worship, and service opportunities required to accomplish its purpose. I won't give you a test to see how many of you knew that was our mission statement or is our mission statement. The leaders we remember over the last 50 years gave themselves to serve the Lord here through teaching the Word of God, through missions, missions education, through hands-on experience, through music education, through discipleship, through fellowship, through worship and service to the community and around the world. T. Max Lennons was the pastor of the church when the church moved from Garden Web Campus here. Preacher was a brilliant scholar who had a brethren background. He loved to center down with his candle and his cross on his desk. He was a former Marine and he was a Greek scholar. That's an interesting mix of a Greek scholar, a former Marine, and a brethren, all wrapped up in one to be a Baptist. And he served this church well for 27 years. During preacher's tenure here, ministry here, I was privileged to be called here in 1983 as Minister of Education. I didn't meet him the day that I met with the committee because he was sick. And the next day they said, well, we'll let you meet. He's, he's well enough to come. And I was worried because I was driving back to Virginia. And I had on a pair of blue jeans and a T-shirt, I think. And they said, oh, that's okay. He's probably going to have cow manure on his boots. Because he had cows and he raised Chesapeake Bay retrievers. Education, missions, music, and discipleship were key ministries of the church and were vital as the church grew. The town began to grow. And so we as a church felt the need to go out in the new housing developments. And we would meet in what is known as the Lighthouse Room now on Sunday afternoons and we'd take off and go out into these new developments and knock on doors and invite people to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Some of you may have come into our church during that time. Sunday school has been a vital part of the education ministry of our church. During these days, the Kerygma class was started. An interesting class. Jack Partain was asked, I asked Jack Partain if he would teach that class. And the class still meets today some 30 plus years later. And I'll never forget the first Sunday that they met. Emily Washburn walked up to the door of where the class was meeting, and she looked in the room and she said, this will not work. (laughs) If you knew Emily, you knew she was pretty frank, but you know that class has worked and is still working today as they meet in the Kerygma classroom. As we think about Sunday school, and we had high attendance days, 
And they were exciting days because there was usually a little competition, particularly within the youth departments. They would compete back and forth as they were together. Faithful teachers in Sunday school have gone before us. People like Dorothy Edwards, Dorothy Sue Hamrick, Marie Hamrick, Rachel Mack, Lansford Jolly, Thurlin Osborne, P.A. Klein, Bob Abrams, Garland Allen, and many, many more. One of the most memorable and moving high attendance days that is etched in my mind forever was a high attendance day on April the 6th, 1986. We were about to start revival. We were having high attendance that day. It was supposed to be Miracle Sunday. This whole side of the church had black sheathing on it because they were putting up new gutters. And on that Sunday morning when it was supposed to be Miracle Sunday, we were to start a revival because Buddy had just started and we were gonna start a revival to kind of kick off his ministry. But things changed on that Friday afternoon on the 4th of April when one of our members was missing. This community came together, rallied together, and on that Sunday morning when we were supposed to start the revival, there was revival. This room was packed to capacity. The balcony was full and overflowing. We had people just about sitting on the floor. We had a high attendance goal of 500 in Sunday school that day. We had 560 in Sunday school that day. And it was a miracle Sunday because that young lady was found that evening just before we were gathered back for church. And it was like the Mississippi squirrel revival in here when people came, because we rang the bell to let them know that she'd been found and people were coming in here. And we were celebrating and praising God because our prayers had been answered. But that was a significant day. It was Miracle Sunday. We had experiencing God groups that were formed to disciple adults and help them to grow deeper in the faith. Henry Blackaby wrote Experiencing God. And he told us in that study that we're to join God where he's at work. And at times we will experience a crisis of belief. Then we had master life groups that started and the first group was very diverse. We have a very diverse church but this was a diverse group. And two saints of the Lord were in that first group. I led the group, Leonard and Miriam Allen. You couldn't ask for finer saintly people. And then Roger Humphreys was in that group. And Roger, you're a saint, but you're still with us. And Terry Hamrick and others, I believe Georgia Klein was with us. But we studied together and grew in their faith as we shared together in those 26 weeks. Music has been a vital part of our church since it began. Children's choirs for all ages, from preschool through youth choirs and everything. Mildred Hamrick started children's choirs many, many years ago. That's Wade's wife. And during the time that Mildred was starting children's choirs, she enlisted a 13-year-old girl to help her. 
Well, I don't know whether she's a slow learner or whether she just has stick-to-itiveness, but 63 years later, she's still teaching children's choirs. Teresa, my hat's off to you, because it's not easy, but you're still hanging in there, 63 years later. She's probably gonna kill me because she told me not to mention her name, but you know, what can I say? Forgive me. Missions has also been a very vital part of education here at our church. And I think, Tita, you call Raylene Mama Missions because Raylene's been the glue that has kept us together with mission groups and mission organizations. Barbara, you've helped a lot with GAs and others as we've had GAs, RAs, ACT teams, WMU groups, as we've seen people going around the world and throughout the United States to have experiences in missions, and still are. We could continue to remember those who have gone before us. We must imitate the faith as this passage in Hebrews says. They laid an amazing foundation for us. We must strive to continue to lay a foundation for boys, girls, youth, and adults for the future. Now we need to look ahead as we need to reflect and to reignite our zeal, our passion for reaching the community, teaching, being on mission, and carrying out everything in our mission statement. I think somehow we've lost our zeal a little bit, we've lost our passion, but we can reclaim it, we can reignite it. For many years, in the 36 years I've been a member of this church, I've said we were a sleeping giant, and we are. We need to wake up and each person take responsibility to serve our Lord here. Teamwork is what it takes. Together, everyone accomplishes much. Charles Haddon Spurgeon says, it is the whole job of the whole church to preach the whole gospel to the whole world. Let me say that again. It's the whole job of the whole church to preach the whole gospel to the whole world. Are we doing this? We don't need to be comfortable. We get in our comfort zones and we feel good about it. Instead of being comfortable, we need to be obedient. The passion and spark we had when we first became Christians needs to be reignited. We must help people come to know Christ, to grow in Christ, and to go in Christ. To know, to grow, and to go would be a simple mission statement because we need to help people come to know Christ. We need to help them come to grow in Christ and then we need to help them to go in Christ. Jesus commands us to go and make disciples. Are you doing that? Are you sharing Christ with family members, with coworkers, with friends at school, with neighbors, or other people with whom you are around? We're all commanded to go and make disciples. None of us are exempt. Matthew 28 doesn't just say it's the staff or the deacons. 
we're all called to go and make disciples. Billy Graham said the greatest love you can ever show another person is to tell them about the love of Christ. How true, how necessary for the world today. How are we doing? The 17 and a half years I lived in South Africa, when I opened my mouth, they knew I was not from around there. Whether I was in the grocery store, at the petrol station, or pharmacy, or wherever it was, they say, why are you here? Why did you leave America? And it gave me an opportunity. But I wonder sometimes if I take the opportunity with people I come in contact with each day to be able to share the love of Christ with them. We need to do that. A friend of mine and I were together a few weeks ago as we traveled to Raleigh for a friend's retirement party and we were talking, she'd just come back with her youth from camp and she said as they got back from camp, she asked them to share the highlight of their week at camp. And one young lady said this, in a relationship you have with someone, you like them until you get to know them. My camp experience has taken me from liking Jesus to loving Jesus. This young lady's experience is what we need and what we need to help others. From coming to know Christ, to liking him, to loving him and serving him. To reignite the flame, we must examine our own lives with how we're doing. And I'm talking to myself with this too. How are we doing with our daily quiet time? With our prayer time? What ministry are we involved in? Are we experiencing lifestyle evangelism? Are we sharing the love of Christ with people? You may say, I can't go out and just talk to people, but your life is a testimony to others. Are we using our spiritual gifts? How's your church involvement? And this one steps on toes. How's our giving? Are you tithing? We're to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Are we supporting those in need? And we need to do the following. In 2 Timothy 1.6 it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. So we need to fan that flame that started, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We also need to fight, and I'm not talking about duking it out, but in 1 Timothy 6:12 it says, fight the good fight of the faith, take hold of the eternal life in which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And follow, we're to fan, we're to fight, and we're to follow. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And then we're to finish, and we're not all ready to finish yet, but in 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says, I have fought the good fight, I have kept the faith, I have finished the race. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. He's the one constant in our lives. If we've accepted him as Lord and Savior, we've remembered many events and people in the life of Boiling Springs Baptist Church today. As we remember, we need to imitate the faith they had to serve the Lord in this community. As we move forward, what is your part in the community of faith we know as Boiling Springs Baptist Church? What do you need to do to reignite the faith of those we remember? How is your prayer life? How is your devotional life? How is your involvement? Are you a part of Sunday school? Are you a member of this church or have you been thinking about it and haven't done so? Or have you been wrestling with becoming a Christian and need to take that next step to publicly profess Christ as your Lord and Savior? What do you need to do to reignite the flame in your life? What do you need to do in order for Boiling Springs Baptist Church to move forward? We gather each week so we can scatter into the community and the world we live in. Now I'm gonna do something a little different. In your bulletin, you have a yellow post-it note. Please take that out. Don't be threatened by this. But I want you to take that yellow post-it note and I want you to reflect for a moment. Roger's gonna, be, Roger's gonna be playing for just a moment. And I want you to reflect what needs to be reignited in your life. And I want you to write it down on that yellow post-it note. Something may have sparked something in your life today that you need to reignite. Whether it's your prayer life, your giving, whether you need to become a member of this church, whether you need to profess Christ as Lord and Savior. Take just a moment as Roger's playing and write that on this post-it note. I'm not gonna see this. And you can take this home with you, stick it in your Bible, stick it on your mirror, and let this be a reminder of how you need to reignite your life. I'll give you a few moments and then we'll pray together. Let's pray. Father, we do need to remember those who have gone before us and imitate their faith. But Lord, there may be some of us today that we need to reignite our lives. We've been complacent. We've just been going through the motion. We need to find that zeal, that passion that we had when we accepted you. Or Lord, there may be some here today that need to accept you as Lord and Savior. Let this be the day of their salvation. Father, you know each one of us examine our own hearts and you rekindle and reignite that flame in our lives. We pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. And 
as Roger's playing, and it's a song we're going to be singing, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. What needs to be rekindled in your life? thank you. You have certainly challenged us and stirred us this morning. Let me remind you of the events of this day. They are in your bulletin there. We do have a women's study that is taking place beginning this afternoon with Joe Webb at four. There is a shower and then we do have our special time from five to seven this evening. Uh, please come and be a part of that. You'll learn more about Boiling Springs and I hope you'll be challenged as, bon as Bonnie has shared with us about our past and as we have looked to our future this morning. Uh, we will be uh, reflecting on that past this evening, and as I hope as we fellowship together, we will be thinking and reflecting on that future as well. I want to take a moment to introduce to you a special guest. You can remain standing for just a moment if you don't mind, but uh, we do have a special guest with us this morning, um, Neil Armstrong, 50 years ago today, landed on the moon, and he is with us this morning. So would you welcome Neil Armstrong this, this morning? Honored to have you here, Neil Armstrong. Uh, what word do you have for us Thank today? You, Keith. Well, I just want to bring greetings from the Apollo 11 crew and just point out that, you know, it was not, it was the, the astronauts, the crew, that got all the attention. 
50 years ago today, but there were thousands of people that had a huge part in doing that, and it was done one small step at a time. Well, you know, Neil, it was those small steps that led us here to where we are today. Bonnie's reflected on those small steps, and you know, as we continue to move forward, it'll be one giant step for God's kingdom as we continue to move forward as a church, working together, seeking his face, and living out the lives that he's called us to live. Well, we're glad you're here today, Neil, and I hope that you will be a part of our evening today. It's an honor to have Neil Armstrong here this morning, and so um, uh, we hope you will come and enjoy us, uh, enjoy us this evening. I don't, I don't think they had that astronaut, that um, dried ice cream uh, 50 years ago no today. Tang. There's no tang? Yeah, but today you can come and receive the real homemade ice cream this evening. This evening. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you.